dealt with it many times and I've sought it out strangely enough and um, it's made me stronger but there's a weird thing where sometimes you can get paranoid and it's not good anymore right it's it's a deficit and, <laughs> and uh, but I think there's a good kind of paranoia right where uh, you think the world's working for you and that's what paranoid is right so when you think the world is active, actively working in your favor. And when you're paranoid and you think the world is not working in your favor, man, that isn't fun, right? That is a place you don't really want to be. And it's it's fun to kind of venture there sometimes uh, just so you can have the life experience to say, you know, I was paranoid one time, maybe twice, okay? And I get, I've been paranoid about stupid shit in my life. How about this? Silence. Uh, did I lock the car? Did did I lock my fucking silence? Did I like Jesus Christ? Did I lock my car? See that kind of paranoia is stupid. Um, but what's uh, there is other paranoia. You know what I mean? Um, like the fact that you can't leave this earth. Not too many people get paranoid about that, and it is a funny thing to think about, right? The the, the simple fact that. No one's allowed to leave. You can go in a rocket a little bit higher than some people, but at the end of the day, you're not allowed to leave. Um, and I think that's kind of fascinating. And we have religion and so many things to uh, deal with this problem. We have this idea of maybe we could go to space. You know what I mean? Or maybe we'll get a time machine. Who fucking knows? Uh, but people have a lot of ideas of 
how we got here and uh, what to do about it. And I find all those ideas pretty, you know, interesting. They're fine with me, to be honest. Um, it's not, uh, there's not an idea I've, I follow more than others. But, man, what a rough start to a podcast. But I am a pro, pro noia, right? I am, I'm actively for thinking that the world is working for you, right? And starting with that in mind. And I don't know why it's not encouraged more for people to think like, hey, man, maybe not everyone's out to get you. <laughs> There's another thing that comes to mind. Internal and external locus of control. And I've talked about this before. But just for those who don't know, internal locus of control quite simply is this idea of authority, personal authority over the things in your life. So, for example... You take a, a test in college and you don't perform well. Uh, your probably first conclusions are that you didn't study enough, right? It, the problem lied within yourself rather than someone with an external locus uh, of control mindset who would say, you know what? That fucking teacher had it out for me, dude. The teacher knew I wasn't there that day. Where that whole the whole part of the test was about the two days I wasn't there, which in college can be a week. <laughs> and uh, people, you know, the the people who get paranoid, right, and then they start to blame the world for why uh, the situation they're in is what it is, right? The teacher, teacher had it out for me. Um, I was I did I didn't even sign up for this class. Somebody else signed me up for it. What other? I mean. There's so many things people can blame. So internal, external locus of control. That's a big thing, I think, for people, right, um, who don't really want to accept self-control. They like It is a nice thing when everything isn't your fault. This is something I've noticed. If it's not your problem, not your fault, you don't have to fix it. It's not, you know, if the problem is always outside of you, then you, you don't really have to worry about it. But there, there are also those people who only attach themselves to problems outside of themselves. Now we got a problem here. And it is crazy how the, there are those types of people, right? For example, right? Someone who attaches themselves to the concept of climate change. Like, okay, you're crazy. Um, but then there's things that people will say, and rightfully so, like, um, fuck, I don't even know, man. Ah, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. So people, yeah, people will attach themselves to things outside of themselves 100% of the time. And I don't know where, really where I was going for. This is how I know I'm getting warmed up in the podcast. We're eight minutes in, and I am just really funning the my uh, momentum here, which is good. And it's really good to start talking on things like this, internal, external locus of control, people uh where their uh you know where their minds at and i had a i really have uh there was a i had a class in college where i there was a woman unfortunately she was a woman for this scenario okay it could have been anyone um but i had a professor in college who um i had several professors in college who were like this but this professor was rather uh i would say some people would say the class was more difficult than others, in short. Um, and this person didn't perform well on the test and immediately blamed the professor. And, you know, how... Oh, this is where my point's going, okay? How the professor was sexist and didn't like women and the reason she didn't do well on the test were all the... Uh, you know, and the truth is, the test was actually rather difficult. Most people didn't do well on it. And a lot of people take shit personally. But here's another thing people do. They don't attach themselves to the, they'll say, how was I stating this, right? If you think a problem is outside of you, right? But it's actually an internal problem and you delude yourself into thinking like, oh, I don't have to solve that issue. It's not my problem, right? Um, that's a That's a problem. Right. Um, because someone will say, for example, like, oh, I just can't be friends with that individual 
because all they wanted to all they want to do right is talk about dinosaurs and aliens well well i guess i guess that's a problem you can't solve right uh in reality it's it's a complete removal i think of ownership and authority over a potential solution right here's something else i wanted to talk about big time so on halloween in the state of utah it looked like the freemasons all got together okay and they they said throw up a bunch of v's and x's all over the fucking sky with your silver iodide and this really bothered me okay uh for several reasons so a lot of people don't know this before i go any farther into this conversation i'm gonna lay this groundwork for everybody just google cloud seeding okay uh if you don't know what cloud seeding is it's um it's known as chemtrails in a pejorative sense. Uh, but if you need to find out if your state does cloud seeding, just Google your state and cloud seeding. So Utah does cloud seeding. We do have chemtrails. We do spray our skies. And it bothered me to a great extent to see that on a day where our population was outside the most, right, um, there was heavy heavy cloud seeding going on. You're like, what are you talking about, Provokin? You don't have to be a fucking genius, okay, to look up in the sky. And if you're already intelligent enough to know it's legal, and it's been legal, and it's been done in the state of Utah for years, decades, then you know, hey, I know that's not a fucking Delta plane coming from Denver or from Vegas. I know that's not an LAX flight. I know that's not a Seattle flight. I know my valley. I know my planes. I know my clouds, I know my skies, and I know my laws. My laws say my state cloud seeds. So it bothered me a fuck lot <laughs> as I'm outside trick-or-treating, okay? And I look up and there's just this silver eye. People wouldn't know it because most every fucking person in my state is just ignorant to all this shit. So uh, you're outside, you're with your kids, and nobody really realizes that our state has just been spraying chemicals all in the sky. And then you ask yourself, well, Provo kid, what happened the next day? Well, it's been raining and snowing like a, hey, like crazy. So did it work? Yes, it did work. Um, and I noticed this, I'll, whenever, I encourage anybody else to do this when they start noticing their state's cloud seeding patterns. Uh, personally notice yourself like do you see any allergy uptakes uh, do you have a dry throat so I noticed this morning my throat was a little bit drier than usual uh, the past two days I was like oh man is that allergies uh, at the end of the day a glass of water I feel fine most of the time <laughs> but like what the fuck's going on there's got to be something to this uh, and if people don't think there is, a, I think, an outcome from breathing in silver iodide or the things they're spraying in the air, I think you're delusional. If you think there's not an outcome to our soil, and uh, and I've been a big fan of dieback, right, talking about trees. I talk about shit, no, you know what? I care about all the fucking trees dying. And people don't want to connect the fact that we're spraying chemicals in our air, forcing these chemical clouds, chemical rains, right, and all these trees are dying and fuck that shit i would rather utah really be a fucking desert this idea where people try to delude themselves where you know hey this place is a fucking desert why are we trying to make it something it's not right um and maybe in all honesty these trees aren't meant to live here i don't know what the actual climate of utah is anymore because it's been changed intentionally. People don't, it's climate control, whatever. You know what I mean? This is one of the things I can safely talk about on the podcast. Thank God. Because I don't think anyone gives a fuck. <laughs> Cloud seeding. And, uh, but yeah, it's just snowing like a motherfucker right now in Utah. And of course it is. Because they cloud seeded. And it is an effective tool. So now imagine using this as, you know, withholding or holding a population uh, to, in some sense, in, in control of the resources if you think that all water comes from rain. I don't think all water comes from the sky. I think there's a lot of water underground. But in general, uh, man, it's just fascinating where they are doing these 
large-scale chemical spraying operations in my state and other people's states, and nobody gives a fuck, and why do they do it on the biggest day where everybody's outside? That's what bothers me. Couldn't they have done it uh, a different day? Fuck. Uh, when not every single child typically is outside? Why? Why did, When all the kids are generally outside, why are we spraying silver iodide all across the sky? And it just looks like Freemasonry signs, and I'm not some crazy guy but a little bit crazy but you look up in the sky and you're just all these v's and x's and like oh those are condensation trails no they're not you dumb fucks god sometimes your fellow residents are so stupid um and i remember i even in general when people don't know that cloud seeding is real and if you talk about chemtrails if i just say chemtrails i look crazy i have to bring up the law first and that's the whole thing i could go into this if oh man it's fascinating Truly fascinating that, um, and I wonder, I, I don't give a fuck about most other states, but I wonder what the numbers are, right? So if we have 50 states, how many of those states have legalized cloud seeding? And people don't know this, but when Las Vegas recently had their issues with flooding, um, in the past two years because of the Mesa, or was it Mesa? Like me, excuse me, issue, they uh, passed local ordinances codes or laws or what have you to um allow for cloud seeding in the state of nevada from the sky and from the ground so people don't know that either they also shoot missiles into the sky for uh hey if you've been listening to the provo kid podcast you know it this is one of my issues because <laughs> any intelligent person who downplays this issue i think this is one of the issues that affects every citizen and every tree and uh, I care about it. But anyways, so I talk about what I want and what I care about. Um, <laughs> and so then all of a sudden you get flooding news articles in Nevada and everyone's like, climate change, climate change. You see that flooding or or did they just legalize cloud seeding? Everybody, come on. And then they're like, oh, there's this flooding. It's a sign of climate change. So what they do is then they create these events, right? Imagine just being able to shit rain all as much as you want. You know what I mean? And force a disaster. Imagine the ability to generate a hurricane. I'm not saying we've done it before. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? Um, but there was this issue in Australia that got buried. And I thought this was fascinating. The complete, la the really... I mean, I have little faith in the intelligence of the average individual and most people. I I don't know why, man. I just don't. I should have more. Um, but you just look at how people, I don't know, you just look at how they are and you're like, Geez. you cared about Australia when it was on fire and then when it was flooding, no one gave a fuck in America. It's like, oh, that's a water problem. Not a big deal. We got those all the time. But when there was like koalas getting their asses burned up in trees, Americans were like, send, send, you got to help Australia. You got to help Australia. These dumb fucking Americans, dude. Nothing. And everybody's stupid in every country in some parts, right? So it's not just Americans, dude. But And then so where am I going with this? <laughs> I'm trying to say that uh, my connections, the files I've found, right? Uh, in regards to the f the flooding in Australia, showed that the um, cloud patterns and storm patterns were generated through cloud seeding. So the flooding was, the rain and the storm was natural, and in, perhaps the consequences of it were exacerbated by cloud seeding. So when you understand this, right, an entire population can be put under uh, an extreme event intentionally like, what the fuck's going on guys everybody's worried about nuclear weapons yo they'll just tsunami you or cause a mass flood the and people talk about weather war weather war is going on 100 percent, and that's why i think trees are dying i think chemicals are in the air i think china i think the level on sophistication and the imagination of people who really want to hurt people is so far beyond mind that there are ways and things 
that are being done right now that I mean it's just we're like holy shit who thought of that what an imagination that is and the truth is the reason this stuff gets carried out is because most people don't have a fucking imagination cuz our imagination in our public school is just killed it's driven out you aren't meant to imagine what it's like to do or be anything you're you're just meant to look at what you're doing replicate the task for 45 minutes take a 15 minute ba- break go back to work right now they just condense that to you get one break it's a half hour <laughs> i don't know the rules for wage slaves each break is different uh and isn't so crazy the work environment we've set up for our world and um but you know it is what it is i wouldn't you know <laughs> fuck that you could do whatever you want to really believe that shit and most of the time i've seen people and they they're most likely than not doing exactly what they want to be doing and i'm always confused by that and you know sometimes people will be doing a tax task to get to somewhere and i respect that right but sometimes when anybody's not doing anything and just saying how they can't get somewhere like um oh man you know, the woe is me people, external locus of control. Well, I would do that, but, you know, just not possible. I don't, I can't, I, you know, I relate to that a little bit. Everybody does has that in, inside them to some extent. And I, I think that taking risks in this country in America used to be encouraged. And it's been so, it's been discouraged quite a bit. Um People don't want to take risks anymore. And I think the reason why, I guess people actually do take a lot of risks. Depends on how you look at the situation. What is a risk? Um, yeah, what is a risk? But uh, <laughs> I think people are inhibited from taking risks. Here's my argument, right? Because they delude themselves with the amount of data they've collected. So when you're on a, when you're on the internet or you're on your phone or you're looking at all these people, right? You can look at college students. You can look at sports players. You can look at artists, filmmakers. You can see everybody and then just be so engulfed with content that you say, you know what? I can't do any of it. Look at all that. And then you forget to like do what you want to do. Because most of our, our world is just people, unfortunately, role modeling what other people are doing. And the idea of doing what you want to do is very difficult, I think, to, to like, uh, I would imagine, instruct or teach an individual to do because everything in our society isn't driven towards being an individual anymore. We very much are becoming a collective society. Everything in our, our, our cultural, our cultural jargon is collective. You know what I mean? Um, groups are collective. It's everything so fucking collective. I hate it. And I think that's a symptom, by the way, of people not reading anymore. Because reading is an individual thing, right? And then every all the entertainment and media now is a collective media. It's a participatory media. So everybody, oh, since it's all collective, we're just going to put each other in these little collective boxes that are imaginarily there. And I think that was a shift in transition from in the, in the human consciousness where we were primarily, and I'd say the last time we were like this was when people were reading the Iliad and Homer, and that's on God. The last time we had this kind of uh, collective group-like consciousness was a long time ago. And maybe not in some cultures and in some places, but I think the written word and people being actual readers creates individuals because it's an individual experience. But when everybody watches everything and then you, you know what I mean? It sucks, dude. Collective experience is cool, but it sucks. Uh, individual experience is always the best experience, right? Like reading the Lord of the Rings is better than watching the collective experience of the movie. So the, the individual Lord of the Rings experience is individual because you're you're sharing a, a really intimate experience with one other person, and it's J.R.R. Tolkien. When you watch the movie, 
the collective experience of the Lord of the Rings. I mean, that's fucking. I don't even know how many people are in that that fucking movie. Too many. But yeah, everything's a collective thing now in our society, and so the individual is lost. And there's this big, I think, push to find the individual for some people. What does it even mean? How do you be an individual? And uh, people will tell you it's it's one of those things in my life where. My parents told me I could be whatever I wanted to be, and I never believed them. And then I understood it later in life, in my mid-20s. It's like, fuck. <laughs> Why? You know what I mean? It's so funny how you don't believe your parents. And um, I, uh, I would get so mad at my parents, and they'd say, you can do whatever you want. <clears throat> and I actually was pretty realistic. I was like, nah, that's not true. I cannot do whatever I want. The system is against me. And think about that. Look at me. I, uh, my parents are telling me I could do whatever I want. I, I'm arguing with them when I'm younger saying, fuck that shit. <laughs> are you insane? I can't do whatever I want. The system's going against me. I was so external locus of control, dude. Um, well, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't do anything. The world's fucking fucked. And I think that's a system. That's a symptom maybe the educational process in our country where I don't know I think the world changed so fast with the internet and I've talked about this a bit but when when people were able to educate themselves and this goes back to my a box a person or a book you know what I mean once education became something outside of that I think the real value of knowledge dissipated um and really doesn't mean anything anymore (laughs) not that it meant anything in the past but there was some respect for it because people uh really and now there's no way to discern someone who has spent a lot of time and someone who hasn't so for example right you can have people who spend a lot of time reading and researching things online in whatever field they want and they might in some way be just as educated as someone with an academic certificate right so the ability to discern like how do we know where before i think the internet typically someone to come along and say they knew something on a subject without a without accreditation was very unlikely and you would look at that person to be close to a charlatan like oh where how do you know these things where do you where are you getting your information and now you have people who can acquire and here's something that fucking bothers me okay in a general sense uh, it's not a big deal but um i find it interesting that if you think about people will say you know i did my research or they'll make fun of you on the counter and like you did your research you know whatever the fucking trope is you know what bothers me that you have to pay for research anybody know why that is okay and if you can explain it logically or even in a, in a general sense to, to make it make sense to where there's, there's information out there that's beneficial for everybody. It's called research. But you have to pay to see it because it's true. It's real. And it can change your life and change people's life. But if you want to see the papers, you have to pay for them. And some papers we can't show you because it's really good research. <laughs> The whole fucking paper thing is crazy, dude. Oh, man, I got the papers. You know what? I got a stack of papers right here that say you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) People really be like that, dude. It's fucking nuts. They put their intelligence in all these external things in life. Like, my intelligence is the stack of papers, and this stack of papers says you're a fucking idiot. I agree. There are several stacks of papers you don't even need a computer to make me look stupid. You just need a couple stacks of papers. People are worried about AI outsmarting them, dude. I'm sure there's a few stacks of papers sitting around. Smarter than half this population. Just saying, you know. <laughs> Fucking, that's crazy. Uh, where are we? Halfway through the podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, the intro song was Lonely Heights. And that was face off. Of course, half halfway segment is when I break through the charade of me talking to myself out loud and uh, 
do the introduction. That I that idea came uh, from maybe a few weeks ago because I used to start the podcast with like, "Hey, hello," and I still do sometimes, like a fucking idiot. But I'll say like, "Hey, hello, welcome to the show. This is Provo Kid." But I try to, and I I like this in my podcast, and it's difficult. But starting the as soon as when I hit you know, live there, starting with a story or mid-story or something to talk about, and then do the introduction halfway through. Because introduction in the beginning, I don't know, I feel like an idiot sometimes. Like, hey, welcome to the podcast. Because, like, what the fuck? That's how everybody else does it. You know what I mean? And, and they have ads and shit. But this is an ad-free experience. I don't believe in ads. And I watched, oh, fuck, I even hate saying this. But I don't. So uh, I watched Wizard of Oz lately. <laughs> lately, it was a spooky movie I watched with my uh, with my child for Halloween. Was Wizard of Oz because I'm a big fan of Wizard of Oz, right? And um, it was uh, Wizard of Oz, dude. It was a good movie. I was surprised how how actually if if you give your child the experience of watching, I think culturally movies correctly. Um, my child will be three soon, but yeah, I was surprised that the flying monkeys are actually really terrifying. And the, even though mo the movie looks old, uh, the witch is scary. And, uh, there's some concepts that are really deep in the fact that I like that movie, the wizard of Oz. And the point that I was saying is fuck commercials. I was watching that and a commercial came up cause it was, you know, you watch things for free. And I was like, Oh, that's fucking it. And I actually have the movie. There's a few movies I do have. I'm not a big proponent of like hoarding movies. I got a couple like I do books. Like I got to have my Wizard of Oz. Okay. Have to. I have to have my Lord of the Rings cartoon editions. Have to have those. Right. What other movies I got? Um, I got the. Uh, I got some original cartoons. Just some basic shit that I was like, you know what? Got to have those just in case. The old stuff. Wizard of Oz is a great, great show. Uh, and I, I think it's a wonderful thing to think about. Um, it's the first movie in color, if I'm not mistaken, right? And I might have talked about these things before, but when you watch it with your kid and you kind of repeat some of your own thoughts, like, is it, do I really think what I thought before when I think Wizard of Oz is about, I think, the noble lie, right? Where. I think it's a Platonian concept, right? Where everybody has a metal inside their body. And that's how they uh, create the hierarchy in the system. Like the reason you are where you are, you're gold, right? And it's because you have gold in your body. And that's why you have a nice house. That's why you have a horse and a carriage. And uh, what else would people have back then? Um, fuck. They have cool shit. And then the next person would have silver in their body. And a silver person would be like, hey, dude, you're not doing too bad. You got silver in your body. Uh, you got uh, a donkey, which is good. And you got like a shed and stuff. And you even have a spouse, which is nice. And then the bronze person is someone who's at the bottom of society. Like the reason you're bronze is because you ain't got shit, homie. You're never going to be silver. You're never going to be gold. Right? And that's where alchemy comes in a little bit later too, I guess. Who fucking knows about this shit that I'm saying? So anyways, so you have this noble lie, right? Of like people telling you what you have or don't have inside yourself. And then you have the story of Wizard of Oz, right? These people who, at the end of the day, they go to the guy in the curtain. They're all looking to, to receive something that they might have had or not have had inside themselves. So you can, I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this shit. <laughs> It was a good movie. I enjoyed watching it with my kid. And at the whole the whole time, just like, they don't get this shit. And maybe I'm wrong, too. Maybe, like, to them, you know, it's just flying monkeys and this and that. And I'm like, first first movie in color. Uh, breaking down this, like, symbology like a fucking weirdo. First movie in color. This is the big secret, the big reveal. They want you to understand that if you follow this knowledge of trails, right, this golden knowledge, you'll find out that in the end, right, what you really are looking for is already inside. And some stupid shit like that. 
And it's also related to the government, too. I forgot how, uh, man, I had a, a multi-layered uh, conspiracy theory on this, personally, homebrew, when I was watching it. And uh, just that's what the government does, right? They tell you uh, what you might or might not have, and you have to go seek the certificate to achieve it. Like, oh, I need to go get courage. Where do I go get it? Man behind the green curtain. Oh, man. Good movie, though, right? Um Start with the classics. That's my perspective. Best movies. Then what was... Uh, or was Snow White the first movie in color? Fuck, dude. Those movies are old. I thought the graphics were great. As far as how old they were, they were f they were nice. They, they were good for a movie. Um... Is there anything else going on besides the fact that it's snowing quite a bit and I blame the cloud seeding? No. And the question is, with Utah and these other places, is what happens when you just abandon the fact that you've been controlling the weather for 40, 50 years? You know? I don't know. What do you do then? Do you return to... I think it was... Is it chaos? Right? When you stop making it rain or you allow things to happen. Um, and I wonder sometimes if you ever, because the air quality, I talk about this in Utah, which is funny because I was complaining about the air quality a couple podcasts ago. And all of a sudden now it's raining and snowing, which clears that out. But I imagine the first time when the rain first came down, it cleaned out kind of the uh, the pollution or the smog or the uh, the pollutants in the air. And that's all, I mean, what, where is that all from, right? And I've looked at the, the satellite images, if you believe in satellites, and it comes from California. And even more so, it comes from China and Japan. And I was thinking about how do you, if you can track, and they say they track pollutants and, and things like that, why don't, why aren't we doing like kid solutions for these things, right? So I would imagine this would probably kill a lot of birds. So if China was, or whatever these things are, why aren't we building a big fan that catches all of the air China's sending and cleans it like a, what's it called? Um, air filter. <laughs> why aren't we making these air filters? Uh, because most of the time we're complaining about these issues and we have these wind turbines. Why don't we have these turbines that clean the air and also generate electricity? Why are our, all the solutions suck, basically? They're the least imaginative solutions ever. I think if you're a child, you could have solutions. Just most of the solutions we, we should seek out or should be from kids. So my solution for the next big earthquake not earthquake, a volcano, right, is to create a big vacuum. So if Yellowstone really, if people believe in Yellowstone, some people do, some people don't, I would put a super huge Dyson vacuum right next to it. And as soon as it started to go off, I'd turn on the vacuum and suck all that dust out of the air. I don't think the, and it, I really believe some of these simple solutions could carry the world pretty far um and i think you could put a vacuum in the air and hold it with helicopters too um i think the government's holding back and the fear cycle is way too high just the fact that people are afraid of yellowstone think about that imagine being afraid of yellowstone shit's crazy i'll never be scared of yellowstone but some people are and if you're fearful of yellowstone get out of get out of this area Go to Australia. Um, I'm not scared of Yellowstone at all. Not one fucking bit. Uh, not scared of natural disasters. Um, of fucking course not, dude. And they say Utah's in this earthquake zone. I walked past a building built in 1892 and I was looking at it. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. If this is an earthquake area since 1892, this thing looks like it hasn't moved an inch. Sure, it's been renovated. Most things have, and that's what you never know. Um, you never know the truth. And I don't have time to look it all up, So, and I don't care if I'm right or wrong about that either.
Um, so I think maybe some fears are unfounded, but everybody's just trying to, if you're afraid of something, I think then it puts you in a position to fight or flight. And then most people like to flee or some people like to fight and prep. There's people who want to live out Yellowstone. Imagine those, imagine those psychos, the ones who are living just below it, who plant, who are waiting for Yellowstone to go off. And they have a plan. Man, dude. And the people who homestead too, those are the other people I don't get, right? Because think about this. The world is the world, right? And nobody can really account for anything at the end of the day. And I, I, <laughs> I do think there, anything's possible, but you could move to the middle of nowhere, and the middle of nowhere is not the best place to be. I'm telling you. Maybe sometimes the best place to be is in a community or in a place where people are more inclined to work together. Everybody believes that, you know, anarchy is predominant. But I think generally, like in a, in a state of chaos where everybody goes crazy, and I, I tend to think more that that could be likely with seeing how people went with toilet paper, right? I, when I saw people doing that shit. But honestly... Oh, man, I don't condone anything, but there's a large population I don't like in, in the world. And I could be a part of this population, but just this group of people who, who I didn't do this, but bought way too much toilet paper. The people who were, a lot of these people look mentally ill, by the way. Maybe I'm not this group, but they're typically, I'm thinking of them right now in my head. They're obese, okay? They're wearing really tight pants, right? Black shirt over top, and they look crazy. They have to. They have to look crazy. Because most of the time I've found people who've let their body go, their mind is so far gone. You Here's the a, here's a truth. I believe this is true. You cannot be really intelligent as an individual and be decrepit in who you are physically. You can be a little bit, uh, as you know, you could be, there's a there's a parameter of acceptability, but when you've let your whole body go and it's just like, what's going on? And there's a lot of these people, unfortunately, and I feel bad for them because I think it's trauma maybe or it's suffering in, in Utah, what it is, okay? We don't do drugs. So we have like sugar addictions big time, big time. So you have obesity epidemics probably through the roof. Because okay? we don't have drinkers, we don't have smokers. Because smokers just staying skinny. You know what I mean? Staying skinny off that cigarette. But in Utah, no man, we gotta have that. We gotta have that sugar. We gotta have cookies, ice cream, soda. And so people, you know, because of that, then they get fat as fuck. And then I think that stuff also deteriorates your mind. So then ultimately you evolve into one of those crazy fucking people, right? You were at Costco. I saw all you sick fucks who's grabbing and who's scared. There's a line. You're scared there's not enough toilet paper, right? And you look like a, you look like one of those fucking mutants. People could draw it, but they, they're right out of a cartoon and they're fucking... They're holding their cartons. They got fucking cans of beans, whatever they have. They got two carts. I remember when Costco limited the amount of people who could come to Costco because there was too many crazy people. They're like, you could have one person and one family member. If you have a kid, you could have one kid, which fucked up a lot of people's plans here in Utah. But I like that because it eliminated a lot of people. And you know things are desperate in the world when you start seeing these people who don't want to go out in public but are in public. Like the person who I just described, first of all, they go out to Costco once a month maybe. They don't like to go out because then everybody's, you know, but when when these people have to go out in public, and I feel bad saying this, but I here's what I believe. I do believe that in life sometimes... I think if you tell someone they're fat, if you tell someone they're a piece of shit sometimes, maybe that's what they need. Like, you know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. I don't want to be fat. I don't want to be a piece of shit. But sometimes if you just, oh, it's okay. The world's the world's against you. You don't have to do anything. You're fat because it's, well, you know, what do they call obesity? Uh, it's probably, it's a, it's, 
a side effect of the system or whatever where um well you know there's food deserts right and there's all kinds of things too um of why people are obese in this country but generally speaking it deteriorates their brain and they turn into fucking savages just to destroyed people obese people in general i think and god bless them okay god bless all of them i hope i just i feel bad when people let their body go all right because I think simultaneously their mind's being let go as well. It's a two-thing process. And I think in life you're given two things. You're a mind and a body. And if you're given those two things, those are the two biggest blessings you could ever ask for. right? The rest of the world is up to you after that. I know people who did it, who got one and not the other. You know what I'm saying? Like They got a body and no fucking mind, dude. They're just not there. And to people to have a mind and a body and just to destroy them both... It's like, fuck, dude. <laughs> the fuck's going on? What happened to you? I don't, I, I, most of the time, I don't want to know what happened to these people. That's why I don't ask them how their day is, because you don't want to know. You can just look at people like, oh, man, how many bad days in a row have you had? Huh? It's not days. It looks like years. Been putting on the pounds, dude. Some people are just crazy looking and then they act crazy in times of crazy situations so i guess you know maybe we my point is i those people let's get rid of them kindly in a nice way by just putting up with them patiently till they wither away that's how we'll deal with them just be patient and uh kind <laughs> yeah just be patient and kind and let them and ignore them dude ignore those people but pray for them too. Hope they uh, lose weight. And if they want, you know, some advice, maybe tell them they're fucking fat and they need to change their life. And don't be one of these people's like, oh, you're fat because, you know, you're a victim or whatever. Well, I'm trying to think of what people say of the real liberal leaning where it's like, uh, I just don't know these talking points too well. I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I knew more propaganda. Fuck. Um,. No, I gave up on a lot of it because sometimes the whole act of even keeping up on the other side is draining, right? And I understand this. I'm not a huge proponent of the LDS church, but we have this thing called general conference, right? And, you know, that's probably the thing I do participate the most in, if at all, with the church is trying to watch that periodically just to understand what wisdom the church is actively dispending every year. They do it twice a year. God damn, dude, my Max Marauders trying to man. And, um, geez. So, but it takes energy to research what, and I sometimes I call it research, and <laughs> I would think the church is nefarious, but I do want to know what they're thinking and saying. So I like to listen to it. Um, I like to, it benefits me. I don't even know when the fuck I brought that up. <laughs> Go listen to General Conference, dude. And sometimes it pisses me off some of the things they say, though, because you're like, holy shit, you're not a psychologist at all. You're just a, what the fuck, did you, what the fuck advice did you just say? And some of, most of it, all of it, to my LDS listeners, a lot of it can be good. But sometimes these people say things and you're like, oh, that's crazy. Why the fuck would you say that? Um, and sometimes I agree with quite a bit of it. And I think that's how most things go. But sometimes when you're a part of a system, you unconditionally accept everything. And then your thought pattern doesn't become your own thoughts. It's just like, what did President Kimball say about that or whatever? Dude? President Nelson. Well, you know what our prophet Monson said in 2000? No, man, I don't know what he said. What do you think? No, I do appreciate the wisdom of the uh, prophets. I will say, sh share this. I talked about my dreams earlier. I did have one dream earlier, which is interesting in my life, where uh, I, I sat down. I had, this is one dream I remember vividly. I sat down and I was with all these LDS prophets and I was like, what the hell am I doing here? And, you know, I was like, it was a weird thing in my life. Maybe my brain was trying to tell me to go to church and then, I didn't do anything with it, so uh, I just thought that would... Because I don't know too much about the prophets, but in my dream, I vividly remember, like, oh, I, 
I kind of knew all these names and I, I could name them. And I knew they were part like members of the church. And I felt like I was in a meeting. <laughs> I probably did something wrong. I was getting chastised. I don't remember. Uh, it wasn't good or bad, but it was just an interesting dream to be around the prophets in my dream. Uh, and I, I didn't get any wisdom from it, unfortunately. Uh, it just is. It was just one of those dreams I had. I was like, oh, that's weird. A church dream. And I heard people get weird dreams like that. Maybe they take a Spanish class and they start dreaming in Spanish. And sometimes when I think about religion, I'll get like a religion dream. I'm all thinking about the church and it's church dreams start popping in my head. That's why you got to be careful what you watch. Imagine watching a lot of horror, a lot of horror. And, you know, if I fed, there's so many people who just have their, their poor little children watch terrible little things. And you're like, man. What nightmares are they having? Because I watched Jaws, like I said, in that vampire thing, and that stuff impacted me deeply, dude. I don't like horror to this day. And, like, scary movies, dude, count me out. Not my thing, man. Not my thing. Uh, scares me. I think I might get nightmares from that shit. Um, what else am I going to talk about? we got 10 minutes left in this podcast. It's been a great day so far. Uh, God's been good. Lord's been kind. And I'm pro-annoyed. Right, I believe in a world where people are actually actively, and they actually are working for me, and I I wish that was a side effect of more things. Why can't you ever hear the symptoms of all these medications? That I I mean I'm an older person, so I remember all the bullshit commercials on TV, but they would uh they'd have all these symptoms. But why isn't it a symptom pronoid? Why can't we get some real good drugs? Where all of a sudden you become delusional and like, hey man, even if someone's an asshole, imagine someone being a fucking asshole to you at Barnes and Noble for some reason. And uh, they're being rude about a book because they don't want to give you a discount or something. But you think even you're you're delusional, you're probably not. And they actually charge you more for it. And you think they help you. I want a world like that where everybody, if someone's actually an asshole, more people think they're trying to be kind that made any fucking sense a pronoid pronoia right why can't we get more drugs that do that why can't we get more things that make people think other people are being good because everybody thinks everybody's out to get them and i think that's a side effect of the propaganda in our culture it's like good group bad group Oh, man, fucking collective consciousness and that's why you know what is the, coll- the collective consciousness what is that new age stuff or I forget I don't know man but the whole collective thing uh, I'm an individual consciousness is there a th- is that a thing I have to look that up uh, individual versus collective consciousness I wouldn't fucking know um, man it's sometimes I've noticed this in my podcast the hardest thing and I've gotten better at this but it's talking in the last nine minutes about fucking anything interesting uh <laughs> Jesus Christ. But uh, what did I notice today? Oh, here's a general rule of thumb. The first day in Utah of snow, you don't go out and drive at all. And the reason why is because there's always an influx of people from out of state that it's their first time driving in the snow. And these fucking idiots don't know how to drive in the snow. So what you end up seeing is a high degree of traffic incidences. So if you're in Utah... And you haven't gone outside yet. Or some people can't help it. But uh, Utah generally has a great job of, and this is why I'm pro-government on some levels, when the roads are salted and the shoveled or whatever, dude, it's the best. It's the best. When I was growing up, no snow days. Imagine that. And I went to Oregon, and they had an inch of snow, and snow, and school was canceled because those fucking idiots have no clue what to do when it snows. People in Oregon are fucking idiots. But I like that, though. It's nice when you're in another culture and you're around people who just don't get it. Like, Hey, don't let them figure it out. Every day it, 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 it would snow an inch. People would, wouldn't, they'd have to stay at work. They'd be fucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> they don't know, and, they, and I think it's because Oregon didn't maybe have the system in place to deal with the snow. Um, but man, one of the funniest things, I'll tell you this story before, uh, I leave and in the podcast, but when I was in Oregon for my short time there, 
I had a conversation with someone about that, uh, and I like to brag about the quality of water in Utah. Utah has the best water in the world, right? Whoa, hey, we got the best. You other places can have whatever the fuck you want, but we got the best water. And um, in Oregon, I talked to someone, he said, no, actually, we have the best water. And lo and behold, summer comes along. And wouldn't you know it, the Oregon water supply gets contaminated with algae because of toxic bloom. Now, this issue is another personal issue I used to talk about more. And because, uh, like, I don't know, I guess I'd lost interest in it. But in general, right, so they had a no drinking water policy throughout the whole state of Oregon. We're like, what the fuck? You couldn't even give the water to your dog unless you, unless you didn't give a fuck, I guess. Um so, and then here's the crazy part. They said, here, we're going to put trucks out for it, for the citizens to go get water. Now, these trucks, I kid you not, I went to one of them just for the fuck of it. And, uh, and to see, what, 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 what's this all about? What are you going to give me for free? I like free water. If it's good water, I know good water. And imagine a truck, they usually put rocks and dirt in, right? And it's a dump truck. And the butt, they put a blue tarp over and then they filled it with water. And then they gave you the water. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is this shit, dude? And I couldn't believe it, dude. And the, just the whole point of trying to believe that water was better than the water coming from my sink. It was just insane, dude. So I did that one time and I was like, I'm not getting my water from the back of a dump truck. Shit's stupid. Fucking go drink that plastic water and get microplastics all through my body before I get that fucking dirt plastic water. It's all fucked. But Utah does have great water. I think there's a state called Beaver. It's a little bit close to Fillmore. So if you're near that Fillmore Beaver area, you probably know what I'm talking about. But they have what's been known as the best water in the country. Um, and I don't know if it's Fillmore or Beaver. It's one of the two. Film doesn't matter, but Utah does have the best water. Why is that? That's what God ordained, not my business. Uh, I didn't ask him, but uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been the Provo Kid podcast. We are going to uh, man, I lost the uh, lost the link there. Uh, what are we going to end on? How about it's going to play a song real quick? Not that one. Uh, we listened to that earlier. What song would I play if I could play any of these songs? Um, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. How about this? I like a little bit of Hollow Hill. God bless you all. Thank you for listening. Um, try to be more pro annoyed. Try that shit out. I'm, uh, and if it gets too much for you, being pro annoyed, take a break. Okay? Take a break from being pro annoyed. This is Hollow Hill Tube Soak. <laughs>